Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. On Slice 38, it is something different. I chat with Sanya in Dubai, an author who has lived a large portion of her life in Ireland, from Monaghan to Mullingar and all in between. She tells us about her books based on a set of children's characters called the Wadi Tribe. We look at how her character, Tack, a number 14 full forward turtle, finds his way to Crowpar to play hurling, all done through the means of story, which helps children with their emotional development and management. It is a wonderful project and something I'm delighted to be able to bring to you. It's not just for the GEA, but for teachers, parents and anyone who wants to help children as they develop and grow. But before we chat to Sanya, let's find out just a little about Tak and the Wadi tribe. Bon Soltos. Tack and the Cousin Tour and Tack Plays in Crow Park are two of the books involving the beautiful turtle himself, Tack, as he teams up with his friends Ka and Turwa. Tack is desperate to play games with his friends, but has that fear many children have when it comes to rough and tumble, the fear of getting hurt. But then Tack finds himself in ancient times where he faces his fears through the game of hurling. Tack comes up against a Cousin Tour called Renba, but then you need to go on to thewadditribe.com to find out the rest of the story. But the book aims, along with the others in the collection, to bolster children's ability to manage emotions. With so many kids having experienced the harsh nature of a global pandemic, many different ways of learning, remote friendships and a remote life in some ways, there's probably never been a better time to get heavily involved in the ways of managing emotions in children. We're all born with fears, but it is through our life in early days that these can disappear or grow. Often it takes years to realise those fears. Take me for example, someone who's been to more than 100 countries around the world and been on hundreds of flights. And yet about 13 or 14 years ago, I began to notice a sense of panic when flying. And it grew and grew. And my own management of the emotions was very poor. It hit the wall when I locked myself in the toilet in Dublin airport so I wouldn't have to fly to Helsinki a few years ago. Somewhere that I'd been absolutely dying to go to. I love the experiences of being abroad and everything it brings, but not the journey there and back. But as I've learned, it's all about emotional management. As someone said to me before, control what you can and learn to control yourself around what you cannot. And Tack is the same. Through hurling and with the help of those around him, he works towards something bigger than a schlitter or a game on the hollow turf in Crow Park. He's building himself. And that is where I'll pass you over to Sanya to tell you more about Tack and his adventures. Hey Sandy, how are you? I'm okay, yourself? <clears throat> yeah, I'm good, Jess. 
Um, whereabouts are you at the moment then? Well, can you see the palm trees behind me? Yeah, I can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's Dubai. That's where oh, I am nice. at the moment. Nice. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been there a few times. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've, I've you... travelled quite a bit. I've been to about 100 countries or so probably around the world. So, Jeez, if you're here over here again, especially for the expo, give me a shot. We'll get together. Yeah, uh, I don't know when... I don't know when the next time will be, but hopefully not too far into the distance. So, yeah, there's a lot of things happening in the Irish Pavilion, which is um, yeah, uh, very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple of the Dubai GA teams on as well, so it's been fun. Have uh, you? Yeah, which one? Um, I had Jamaica Gales um, on, and who else? I think Dubai Kels and Sharjah Gales are coming on as well. Um, oh, brilliant. I've had a lot of the Middle East teams. I've been to Oman, so I had the Oman GA team on. I had the Gandamai, Kuwait, yeah. yeah, Kuwait GA. They were on Kuwait Harps. Um, I've had a few. I've got friends in Oman, so I said I had to bring the Oman team on and see. I just you have to come over here then. Yeah, I probably have to. Yes, but are you from Dubai originally, or? No, no, no. Um, I'm Pakistani Irish. I moved to Ireland back in 1996. Okay. So Ireland has been home. Like the kids were born and raised over there, and uh, moved to this part. Um, uh, it was two thousand and ten. Okay. Moved over here for two years, but you know what? Every year I'm like, okay, this is the year we're going back. Like we're still here. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Yes. Um, whereabouts in Ireland were you living? Um, well, I landed in Monaghan, but I moved around um, to. Ennis, Limerick, Mullingar, Kilkenny, and then eventually settled down in Dublin. Oh, but I'd call cool. myself a Monaghan. Uh, well, it's not a city, but I call myself the Monaghan city girl. I know it's a town. <laughs> yeah. Where in, I, I'm from Mullingar. I live in Mullingar. Where about... Um, oh, no way. Tell us about the, the Wadi tribe then and all about Tak and the book. Um, so the, um, the Wadi tribe, right? Um, it's an entertainment company. It's um, towards um, children 11 years and younger. And it had started as an entertainment company. You know, we had these um, characters which um, kids were sort of um, latching on to. But this was on the side. Like, I was still running an interior architecture company. Okay. But um, um, for whatever reason, even at the start, it had an energy on its own. So there was a lot of adults and kids uh, who kept on saying, well, what is this character about? Can we know more? So mm. each character started growing in personality. And then eventually, um, we were doing a focus group um, in a school. And uh, one of the um, students was actually stammering. He just moved to this part of the world. He was nine years old at that stage. And um, I was just talking about this small little fish who had a shark as a pet. And the more I talked about little fish, the, his stammering started getting better. So after the session, I, I sort of went and asked the teacher, you know, like, what's, um, what's the story behind this child? And she said, well, he's come over here and he's being bullied and it's such a new environment from Europe. Mm. So he never stammered, but he started stammering now. And I was like, would you mind if you do some kind of a program by using the character and see if it makes any difference? Because we could visually see the difference in him while he was chatting away with me. Um, and um, we did the focus group, we did the program with them and you could see the difference, not just in him, but in other um, kids as well. And in that instant, Jason, I decided that it cannot just be an entertainment um, company. So we bought an edu uh, education and it became an entertainment company. Mm. For a very long time, I was like, maybe I've come up with the term, but the term has existed like decades earlier before I, okay. I thought, I, yeah. I was wondering um, because I watched the video, I, I heard the term and I was like, oh, I've, I've not heard that term before. So 
Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you head first with me, I can I can say like I was the first one yeah. to tell Jason about edutainment. I'm yeah, done with exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's existed. Like um, edutainment has been. It's basically educating kids through fun. Mm. So it's just grown from there. And um, in regards to the book, so my husband's a big GM man. He's um, uh, the McKittricks up from Fingerians, right? All his family, <laughs> the brothers, even the girls, you know. And his um, father is a two-time gold medalist for under um, 18s. And um, so he kept on saying, when are you writing books on GA? And I was like, I have to be inspired, you know? Um, and I, at that stage, I've written seven books already. So um, hurling just kept on attracting me, firstly, because it was very close to hockey. Like we would have seen and watched hockey uh, in Pakistan. And um, then I read somewhere that um, hurling is an ancient warrior sport. Yep. And that sentence, Jason, just unleashed the whole shanaki in me, you know. And three days, three nights later, I looked terrible, but I did have the first draft of the book. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's how um, the whole Tack the Hurler se- uh, series came about. Okay, so where had Tack gone before this? For what are the books that you, or what are the adventures that you put him through? So the first one, which is six years plus, uh, was called Tack and the Cosm Thor. And the way it's written, it's like um, somebody who has no idea what hurling is, is discovering from um, ancient times. So what starts as sticks and conquers, then eventually becomes, you know, they're playing with commands and schlithers. And then you have mm. the word kosantar, which we are, as we know, is the defender in Irish. And then eventually uh, it starts with Michael Cusack's um, uh, command. And then you see the shape changing as well as we go along. And the term hurling is right towards the end that comes up. But it's a discovery process. And of course, there's a lot of uh, adventure. There's wolves um, involved in it as well. And, and Tack being small mm. um, and a turtle was a lovely character um, for me to play with uh, when it came to the sport hurling, which is the fastest game on the ground. You know, mm. when you look at a turtle, like how in the world yeah. is he going to play that game? I get that question asked a lot of, uh, a lot of times. Yeah, that probably, uh, probably is something I suppose the other kids in, in Ireland will probably look at first. You've picked like the slowest animal in the world for the fastest game in the world. Yeah, well, a lot of the hurlers, um, you know, professional hurlers, they um, they ask me, not just the kids, they're like, why a turtle? You yeah. Know, so it's, it's an interesting one. Yes. Um, was that the kind of main inspiration for choosing the turtle, the kind of, you know, opposites in some ways? Yeah, I'd love to say yes, um, Jason, but we had a lot of characters within the Wadi tribe and um, I was just going through the characters and Tack's personality just seemed perfect for the story, for him to discover something. He's, he's kind of a daydreamer and he's afraid of lots of things, you know. Um, mm. Fear is the first emotion that kicks in when he's on a, on a page or when he's playing with his friends. So it's like he might be a great um, character to um, use to um, teach kids how you can overcome fear through sports. And then hurling came along and we just married it together. Never thought of the fact that he's a turtle small. It was more about the um, edutainment side of things that I was focusing mm. on. Okay. Um, and why and how does he play? Uh, you just have to read the books. I wish I could answer yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then in, in that book, I think somewhere there's the the opposition or the Gro, Grogox, is that right? Or Grogosh? Oh, right. Okay. So the, yeah. that's the second book you're talking about. So that one is four year plus. Um, okay. It's this one over here. Yeah. Attack plays in Croke Park. That's the one you're talking yeah. about. The one I was talking about is this one. You can see it's a bit heavy in, in text oh, yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this second one, Tag Plains and Croke Park, is four years plus. 
So what happened with the first book was a lot of people said, look, listen, um, we want something for the younger kids as well. Can you write something like two years or four years? I was like, sure, mm. no worries. Um, so I wanted Tack to have the first experience in Croke Park uh, playing his match because um, a lot of the time when you talk to the footballers and the hurlers, they they talk about Croke Park as such a nostalgic memory the first time, mm. you know, the grass being cut or when they entered the hallowed grounds and yeah. when they when they jump up and the whole family comes on the ground, you know, the rejoicing. Yep. Um, it, it was almost like an extension, like it was part of the DNA. So I kind of wanted to capture that DNA in the story. It's like, I have to take him to Croke Park. There's no other place that I want him to play mm. except Croke Park. And then I was like, you know what? I do want him to have really big opponents. So I picked up these huge, massive Gorgogs who are like four times or five times his size. So the, the problem in the book, in the storyline is that um, Tak can't even oversee his opponents. So how in the world are the Turtles yeah. going to win against the Gorgogs? Yeah. It sounds like, uh, did you did you get the idea for the Grogox from Monaghan or from Mullingar or? Uh, no, actually, it was my <laughs> husband, Brendan, <laughs> who came up with it. And I used it um, as part of a Grogox island up in um, the map on, in the first book. So all my books, uh, six years plus, they have like a map in the beginning, right? And there's a little Grogox island over there. I don't know if you can see that. Um, so it's just up over there. Oh, yeah. And I was going over. It's like, yeah, that's perfect. I'll take, I'll take them for this. Okay, so it's exactly like Monaghan, then just uh, out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. And what about for, uh, for like teachers or someone like like me? Say, if I took it into my classroom, what's the kind of, what would you recommend, or how would you recommend as somebody to use it as a like a tool? Jason, that's a really good question. We're actually um, just uh, finishing lesson plans. So okay. we have um, eight le uh, lesson plans um, throughout an eight week. And each lesson plans uh, will have worksheets to complement as well. And it's all around social and emotional learning. You have other elements, like it could be recognizing the shape um, um, of the characters or um, say the goalpost might be rectangled, but Mainly, it's focusing on the social and emotional learning for the kids, introducing words like, what does fear look like? You know, mm. if your friend is afraid, can you recognize that emotion on the face? So when they're rejoicing, can you recognize that? And then can you put a word to it? Mm. So finishing the lesson plans, the book has been translated into Irish as well. Oh, very which good. is brilliant. So we're hoping yeah. that um, the lesson plans will be translated in Irish as well. So we can um, start pushing the book into Gale Tuck schools as well. Very good. Yes. Um, almost a long term vision then for TAC. Where, where do you expect him to be visiting next? Um, hopefully the television screens. Okay. <laughs> I would love um, TAC the Hala to become an animated series um, for preschoolers. So like a six and a half minute. That is the dream. OK. Um, and your Kickstarter project kind of that you sort of did online for it. How has that gone for you? So the Kickstarter project, um, we got funded in 48 hours, um, which was brilliant. And wow. it was my first Kickstarter. Didn't realize how much effort and work goes um, uh, behind it. So we got fully funded for the book, which, which is basically like a pre-sale of the book, a pre-order. Mm. So um, we got some big funders as well. And there, um, there was a gentleman as well who's bought like 1,000 copies to give uh, to charity up in Ireland as well for the book. So it's been a great response. Um, the book itself goes into print um, end of October, so we're hoping it'll be out um, uh, um, by, by Christmas, hopefully. And um, I'm hoping that somebody in the Lateland show will pick up the book and put it up in the, the toy show. Yeah, there's, um, the toy, there's a, a thing on Twitter usually around November time, the Book Elves, 
which um, is quite useful if you can. Sarah, uh, Sarah Webb is the lady who tends to run that. Uh, she's very, very good. Um, and only I was involved in it last year. I ended up being involved in it. So it's basically a group of us kind of um, read through books and put up recommendations on Twitter. And quite a lot of them ended up on the Lele Toy Show, which was quite a just quite interesting. So, yeah, it's something you could definitely uh, definitely consider. Any publicity, I suppose, is a uh, is good publicity for a book. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, you should definitely try that. Uh, what about your own? I know you mentioned about your husband as well and yourself. What What's your own interest in the GA like in general? Well, he loves playing um, uh, football. He loves mm. that. But um, for me, what drew me um, even before I met him to GA was the community. Mm. And um, and it's quite ironic because the Madi tribe says where everyone is welcome and GA has where everyone belongs. So, so there's a synergy there. Um, for me, um, the fact that no matter... Um, uh, where you go, you always belong to a club and you cannot be bought as well. It was a sense of community. And a lot of the times when we have traveled, once we find a GA club, you just know you're home. Mm. It makes the settling period instantly um, um, uh, feel like home. So for me, that whole sense of community, I think all sports should be amateur sports like this, honestly. You play for the love of the game. Brilliant, yeah. And where uh, where would teachers who are listening or GA players or parents who are listening, where's the best place to go and locate your book then? So, um, Jason, the book is actually on our e-commerce and um, you pay the shipping cost is the same as you would say in Ireland and you yep. will receive the book within um, five to seven working days, depending on the COVID situation. We absorb a lot of the shipping costs. Yep. So if you go to the e-commerce uh, website, um, www.thewadidrive.com, all okay. the books, all the merchandise is, is there as well, we're um, in duty-free now as well. So if you want to reiterate the message of the character like Tack the Hurler, we've got like um, uh, the commands, the schlithers, um, magnets, um, genuine leather keychains, um, school bags now as well. There's lots of um, merch on the thing besides the book. And okay. also, so I might just release this on your podcast. So what's happening now is that we're developing augmented reality Oh, wow. um, okay. for the book as well so when you put the app over tack so you'll have to look for the number 14 in the book you know that the, yep. that's the number tack is wearing tack will actually come alive in a uh, in animation through oh, the wow. app as well so it just makes it a bit more interactive and interesting for the kids so you'll see his fear you'll hit, see him hitting the schlither and stuff as well brilliant yeah that sounds amazing um, is there anything else that people should know about the book um before i let you go is there anything i missed out on um about the book, um, well, I think you kind of covered everything, Jason. Uh, okay. We've got the Irish and the Arabic and the, the TV series. Uh, we've covered that as well. Um, yeah, no, I think you've covered everything. There is um, uh, there is one thing, um, Jason, yeah. specifically for the first book, <clears throat> Tech in the Cosm Thor. <clears throat> the font in is, is an, um, a special dyslexic font as well. Oh, so, brilliant, yeah. yeah. So it's made it easier, not just for adults, but for the kids as well. I find yeah. a lot of the parents saying they love reading this book. They find it easier. And it's not the style of the storytelling, but it's it's the fact that I've used a dyslexic font in it. And I know it's made a huge difference um, for the kids. Yeah, that's always important. Yeah, we've um, we've seen a lot of it in Ireland, kind of in schools lately, particularly the even the change of um, the color of the background of the page and stuff is something that a lot of books have kind of changed lately as well to suit, you know, people's... Um, learning needs kind of as well which is great so yeah that's definitely a huge positive for the book um yeah, yeah uh, i'll definitely be telling people and all my teacher friends keep an eye out for it and uh 
anything I can do to promote it, I, I certainly will help because it sounds like a, a very worthwhile project, especially for the, the kids of Ireland would definitely love something like this as well. Are you very good, Jason? I think also um, beyond Ireland as well, um, this is a great book to introduce um, someone who has, who ha- um, What's the word? It's a great way of introducing, I suppose, Ireland to um, foreigners, um, because I know yeah. that um, somebody approached me from Vietnam and they said, we have visited Ireland when we were in our teens. Mm. And um, I want to get this book. So it starts the conversation about Ireland, you know, Croke Park. Um, yeah. What is Croke Park? And from there, they can go on to talking about different places that he uh, has gone to. So it's almost nostalgic and memory, but mm. also it's a great way of introducing Ireland um, um, to kids anywhere yeah. in the world. That sounds fantastic. Yes. Um, so anyone who's anyone who's interested, definitely, definitely go online and have a look for TAC. You'll, uh, you'll definitely, definitely not regret it. It sounds amazing. Um, Sandy, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on and for giving up your time as well to to come on and tell us all about it. And um, hopefully in the next couple of couple of months and over the next year. Or so we might see TAC in all the all the schools and households in Ireland, hopefully. Thanks a lot, Jason. And, you know, lots of best wishes for Loaf of Bread. Every time Thanks. I say to somebody, I'm going on Loaf of Bread, they're like, <laughs> what is it about? And I love telling the story. But you know what? You don't even have to explain to somebody when you say, okay, you'll be sliced this one. They just get it. Yeah. But it's something we never forget as well. So um, great name. And I've heard only positive things about this podcast. Great. Thanks so much. Yes. And uh, I'll definitely keep in touch and um, and hopefully see, hopefully I might see Tack in my own school, hopefully soon enough. Fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much, Sonia. I'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully I might see you in Dubai soon, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Take care, Jason. Yeah, Thanks take care. Thank this. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global, we cut into our next slice. There's some overlaps in the book, but I see that as, you know, sort of important. Yeah. You know, if multiple high profile you know high standard players are saying the same thing over and over it must be the right thing like Mm. and it's good the contradictions and if you know the some players will say you know stick to football or hurling because you know you need to do that to excel at it then for example from Mayo Sarah Rowe you know she's saying play multiple and you know (laughs) she's starring obviously I think she's back in the Ireland squad now Mm. it's been for shells recently you know Shiving in multiple sports. On Slice39, it's another book, and this time I chat with Nafina GA man from Dublin, Sean O'Sullivan, author of the amazing new book, The Player's Advice. Sean tells me all about the idea for the book, some of the great advice and chats he had with stars like Niall Morgan, Breed Stack, Keith Higgins, Ken McGrath, Dean Rock, Kieran Donahue, to name a few, the proceeds going to self help Africa, his own club, Nafina. And of course, Sean takes on the quickfire questions. So check out the Player's Advice book from O'Brien Press and in Easton's today. That's next Monday from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy.